This is the Church Planning Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Every Monday, we focus in on church planning wives. Here's your hosts, Jennifer Clifton and Amanda Hudson. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, you. Hey. So today, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about kids. Kids. We get lots of questions about how do you do church planting with kids? I know when we started Pillar Dumfries, we had Noah, who was almost three, and I was pregnant with Ruthie. Mm-hmm. So that's the first two out of my five. Uh-huh. And you, when y'all came up to plant mm-hmm. or prepare to plant, you already had at least two. Two and... Just and then adopted. you had just adopted. So when y'all were talking about planting and um, just preparing to move to D.C. and mm-hmm. do that, um, you know, some of the things that some wives ask are like, how is church planting going to affect my kids? Mm-hmm. Were you nervous about that at all? I think that the two, th- there were three things that I had in mind was that I knew school would be involved. Mm-hmm. I knew that having a home, a roof over our head was another thing. And then where exactly we would be meeting as a, as a church plant. So like, those were my three big, like, okay, this is something that need to be cohesive kind of. Yeah. So I think finding a school, that was something that we, we narrowed down very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we found a, we found a home and so once those things were settled, I wasn't really thinking about the effect that these, that, that the church plant would have on my kids. I just knew that they needed the stability of a home and school. They needed right. routine to, to have existence, right? Right. So I've learned a lot, though, through my upbringing as a minister of music's kid, through now having my children as a as church planting children. Um, so where can we start with that? How about, how about you? What, what has it been like now mm-hmm. for your children to be church planters, church planting children? And how has it affected them? Well, for our kids, for our kids, I think they have had, I think they would say they've had a positive experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've mentioned before in other episodes Mm -hmm. that, you know, for our family, we have a family motto, what we do, we do together. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the like church outreach or, you know, setting up church, especially in the beginning, we did those things together. It Mm -hmm. wasn't dad had to go do Mm -hmm. these things and we're left behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that plays a big part. Mm Um, where they see, you know, it's a family, it's a team, we're mm-hmm. doing this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that plays a big part in how they feel about the church plant, mm-hmm. whether they feel responsible, mm-hmm. like they have a role mm-hmm. to like help and serve. So, and if they, you know, if they had been left behind, left at home while dad goes and does all this stuff, that would give them another attitude of like, oh, that's important and we're just a little less important. Mm -hmm. I think that would cause them to have a different attitude towards the church plant. Mm -hmm. But I mean, all of our kids are 
even now, almost 17 years into it, are very hands-on, hands-on servant. They come to me and say, hey, mom, I signed up to mm-hmm. to do the live stream. Yeah. Or, hey, mom, I signed up to work childcare. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just There's make sure. There's a mentality sure. that you have, um, that you've, that they have innately gotten because you have said we're we're do we are servants who are making this thing happen yes we're a team mm-hmm. I don't think that I've consciously had the idea that I need to protect my kids from something a too much of servants service in the church I, I don't think that I have I could see how different personalities could mm-hmm. personally I know that we as workers of the body of Christ, we are workers. We're the arms and legs of the body. We make it move. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I teach my girls how to bake a cake. I teach them how to put away their clothes. So here I am teaching them how to be a part of the body of Christ. Why would I say, I actually don't want to teach you to do the dishes because uh, for some reason, uh, maybe yeah. you're not tall enough or a two year old can put the fork in the drawer and you're teaching them. You're a part of this. You're a part of the team of yeah. helping this house move. Yeah. A three, four year old can fold bulletins. Yes. Mine did it. <laughs> and why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, and when you allow them to do even the littlest jobs, like go take this container full of the three to five year old class mm-hmm. toys, yeah. go push it because they're too tiny to Uh carry it just push it all Uh the way to that room they feel like they were helpful Uh and who doesn't want to feel that way and so they grow up knowing i am being helpful this is how i can serve the lord Mm -hmm. as a tiny Mm -hmm. one as a middle-aged one and now you know i've got high schoolers Mm -hmm. who are serving in child care who run the live stream yeah. or they do the slides mm-hmm. or you know and they have confidence in that they have confidence and they know that they're doing a good thing yeah now a mom who's just had a baby yes doesn't have any older kids yet mm-hmm. this church planner's wife just had a baby her involvement is very limited right and that's okay and it's okay it's okay and that's the she season can, she's in yes and there is something that the Lord is going to do with her. Yes. If it's sitting in the back row, row or seat, feeding her child and talking with someone who just walked in. Yeah. That is the role that she's playing. But or that, yeah. if she, if you have like a separate room that the moms can go to, yeah. like a mom's oh, what a nursing room. Planning. That's, that's, that's I know. We just got one and we're 17 <laughs> years old. And let me just tell you, all the moms are excited. Like, but Ooh. even if it's just like some random side classroom yes. that's open that they found and they're like, oh, hey, she's in there. Mm-hmm. I can sit in there too. That's such a cool season. That is a good way to have you know, fellowship Mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. They can talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, the line the pastor just said or the song that was sung or how are you doing? How can I Mm -hmm. pray for you? I see you've got Mm -hmm. your little ones, not that much older than my little one. Like how can we struggle together? Right. And there's no reason that during that season, the planter's wife should have a mindset of, well, well, I don't have a role. I'm just going to stay home. Right. Be there. You are a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel so ill-equipped, yeah, you are a spiritual leader to someone. Not yeah. everyone, but someone. And you are a necessity to the body of Christ That's in right. that season of life, in that planting, in that planting period. And you may not even know what it is, but God knows what it is. Yeah. And so that's to the mom who 
maybe listening and thinking, well, this doesn't apply to me because I've got little. No, it does apply to you. Yeah. Moving, moving on into the little bitty ones where they're walking and moving and pushing the mm-hmm. box of toys and then moving up to, you know, where they're no longer going to children's yeah. church. If you have that in, in your church, they're sitting with you mm-hmm. and, um, you're looking for interesting ways for maybe them to be involved in whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, helping you set up for, um, for being involved in um, uh, setting up for small group. Yeah. Um, um, not letting them disappear, but getting Participate. them involved. Participate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's a plus as a planter's child, as a, as a planter kid, that you do get to hear, mm-hmm. maybe accidentally or maybe intentionally, the struggles of the body. Yeah. There are... This is, n- I am not advocating that you spill the guts of everything that is going on in the body to, to your children. But, hey, we've got a member that we're going to go love tonight. And we're going to go serve them by taking them a meal. Yeah. And um, how about you go and take it to the door? Or, you know, there's just, there's a plethora of so many ways that they can be involved when they're not necessarily that teenager yet, right? Right. So another, uh, so my... Uh, eldest daughter who is 10 Elizabeth she has a very nursing caring heart and I knew that I could task her um, with this task and she rocked it so we uh, have our our, our partners uh, in church planting they just adopted three kids they were coming to their first service with these kids mm-hmm. and they it was like a trial run and I said, Elizabeth, I want you to walk up to them, and I just want you to welcome them with open arms. And you just do you, baby girl. You, like, play with them, get on your knees, and just ha- welcome them. And she was amazing. And she actually was doing this with the with the adopted children that the other kids started coming and playing Aww. with them, too. And she just, all of a sudden, you could just see the relief off of the parents of, like, this is actually going to work. Yeah. Like they're going to. And so I just. They're, so that's, sweet. It's, she got to be the hands and feet of Jesus. She got to be to the them. hands and feet. And not just to the kids, but to the parents. To the parents. Too. That was yeah. what it, because Jen came to me afterwards and mentioned it. And yeah. um, just, you know, the one thing that Noah, your eldest, said once, and we could talk about him a little bit more here in a second, but Noah said one time um, that he never felt like he was something of a distant part of this. He was mm-hmm. always a part of the team, yeah. meaning that you were the team leaders and he was a part of the team. And so that's, that's just a no brainer to me. Like yeah. you're a part yeah. of that da- daddy's job. Yeah. This is daddy's job. Well, and it's fun that they g- feel like they get to help yeah. with this task right. that dad's been mm-hmm. given. And so it's like when you have a family over a church or over either after church or Uh just throughout the week you're Mm -hmm. like hey this family's coming over Mm -hmm. they may be new to church they may be you know they may be having a hard time so we're gonna have them over mom and dad need to have like adult conversations but they've got these kids could y'all entertain them Mm -hmm. so we can have you know good meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. and they are on it Mm -hmm. like they've helped prep for dinner they know tonight we are fellowshipping with these people we have a mission our team Mm -hmm. is in the ball game tonight Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing Mm -hmm. and so 
and they're great Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. they like hang out with them we say okay hey now we're gonna the mom and dads are gonna go sit on the porch Mm -hmm. and they'll like oh we're gonna get the games out or oh hey we're gonna turn on this movie Mm -hmm. or hey we're gonna play cards and or let's draw on the board you know Mm -hmm. they they have a game plan Mm -hmm. and they've watched you do it they yeah. watched you do it through entertaining before through some way with childcare. They've yes. been right there with you through yes. it all. Um, and I don't think that our kids are missing anything because no. JT is in rowing. We've got them in sports. Um, Sometimes I feel like my kids are too socialized. They're too so- <laughs> is that a thing? No, I love all the Marines that show up on Sunday morning. They yeah. adore my kids and they're like tough and true it. You know, yes. he needs that tough to just bang it out. <laughs> and we, one of our, one of our Marines, he will just pick Truett up and just wrestle, wrestle. So hard. Another, another one of our members just, they love on my kids. Now I am not saying that you don't need to proceed with caution. Well, of course, of course. Um, and be aware of those that you need to, just, yeah. yeah. So I just, I find it a gift that my kids have so much interaction with a, a just a variety of new people mm-hmm. and um i know that jt we're about to go into a season where he uh, is about to lose a good friend who's going to be PC- pcsing out and so you know just i'm i'm actually excited to walk through jt in that season of hey you know god's got another plan another friend is coming yeah and not we don't know how long but um what a gift for that season mm-hmm. to have such a dear friend that God brought along. Yeah. Um, talk to us about Noah. I know that he's a believer. Yes. Um, my children are not yet believers, mm-hmm. but what, tell me about Noah. Noah is, will be 20 in November mm-hmm. and you know, he started driving 16, not a believer at that time. And I'm like, you know, been praying for his salvation for a long time, but he started driving. I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, please let him start following you soon. He's driving a car. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, we just prayed for that for so long. And it wasn't until, I don't know, he was 17, 18-ish years old. And, um, I mean, I remember Sundays, you know, we sit on the front row and, uh, I remember Sundays watching, feeling him next to me, just yeah. squirming in his chair and just feeling like, you know, God was really dealing in his heart. And, you know, it got to a point, I don't know if he would agree with this or not, yeah. but it felt like every, cause we do communion every Sunday yeah. and it felt like every Sunday at communion time, he was like, can I go to the bathroom? Mm. And so, you know, the first few Sundays was like, Ugh hurry up, you know, church is almost done. Can't you just hold it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then I was like, like he was doing it intentionally. Like it was like every Sunday at communion time, you have to go to the bathroom. Like, Mm. so then I just got, I was like, no, no, like Mm -hmm. you need to hear this. And I remember one particular Sunday, like he was so squirmy in his seat. I mean, a teenager, Mm -hmm. teenager, squirmy in his seat. At that point, I wasn't letting him go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. And um, what I mean, going on? Colby was really just, you know, the gospel was extremely clear yeah. that day. And I just was just, I texted Colby after the service and I was like, it's going to happen one day soon. I just know it. He can't, he can't contain himself in his seat when whoever is preaching. And so he, the weekend he got saved, he had gone on a youth like weekend Mm -hmm. 
retreat type thing. And it was a weird circumstance because none of his core friends were able to go. And it was like him, our youth leader, Alex. Not that he really wanted to go. And he was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to go now. You know, all my main people aren't going to be there. And I was like, you already signed up. You're going to go. It's going to be great. Mr. Alex is going to be there. I mean, that's all you need. Alex yeah. is like fun in a box. Mm-hmm. So, and he went. And as he was walking out the door, I remember snapping a few of his friends. It's like, I don't know, but you need to just pray for him this weekend. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why I was like there was like four of them I snapped them which is weird that I snap his friends uh-huh. but I was like you need to pray for him yeah this weekend and that was the weekend he got saved yeah. and it was just so great so the phone rang nobody's gonna know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> I the, hear you the phone rang really late uh-huh the Saturday night or Friday night, whatever it was. And it was no one. I was like, I know what it is. Yeah. That, that is that. what it is. And he, his tone, everything. Yeah, it was like dad. Oh, so yeah, it was really fantastic, <sighs> but it took him dang forever though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Noah's the kind of kid who's extremely cautious. And once he makes a decision, like he is like 200% in on his decision. And so, which we knew that about him. So we knew he was like trying to, make that he didn't want to make it just lightly like if he was going to commit his life to the lord he is going to commit his life to the lord which now he's in our church planning Amazing. residency and is going to plan a church in florida yeah. at a military base right so yeah i um i don't know if this is like i don't really know if this is true but like being a church planter you are you are gaining this fresh body of believers who are some yes are sheep who are coming into your your uh your fold your body but then you also have people who are lost and who are learning about Mm -hmm. the church and that I feel like that's the majority especially people who are still in sin struggling you're being very intentional with relationships you're you're baptizing you're you're you are constantly in this uh mindset of help me what I'm trying to say here like you, I would say that for me, when I was growing up, never did I have a gospel mindset Yeah, like I do in church planting. Yeah. I want to see a new body of believers formed, right? Yeah. And um, I don't th- think that I have ever, I know that as a child, I, I don't know that I was looked at as like, I pray that my children are saved. Yeah. I know I was, but like. I look at my children and I see all that they are hearing, all that they are able to see. Um, and I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm so hopeful. Somebody once told Clint and I, they had come into town and he, the guy worked for Nam. He doesn't anymore, but he worked for Nam and he told us that, um, I don't remember what the numbers were, but the majority of church planters' kids stay in church mm-hmm. more so than kids who grew up in like a regular pastor's home yeah and I think it has a lot to do with what Clint had said earlier today about like in regular churches that 
the kids watch their parents as the pastor and pastor's wife, like constantly arguing and fighting with other Christians. But um, in church planting, they're constantly watching their parents, the pastor and pastor's wife, fighting for the lost and people's salvation and serving them and helping them and Mm -hmm. teaching them in those ways. And that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And continue to pray for the rest of our children. Hey, are you a pastor that wants to lead your church to reproduce? Well, I've got something for you. It's called Church Planting Thresholds. Church Planting Thresholds is a simple step-by-step gospel-centered guide that will help you guide uh, someone from your congregation to lead a church planting team out somewhere else. Many pastors tell me that they don't have the expertise, they don't have the money, they don't have the resources they need to start a new church. Well, I don't think that's true. The only resource you need to start a new church is a ready leader. So even if your church is very small and you don't have a lot of resources at your disposal, if you can disciple a man to lead a team of people out from your church to start another new church, then you have all that you need to reproduce. Church Planning Thresholds will help you do it. Church Planning Thresholds is available in English and in Spanish. It's even available as an audiobook. You can find it at Amazon or on audible.com. Thank you for listening to the Church Planting Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Today's episode of the Church Planting Podcast is sponsored by New City Network. Josh Dransky produced today's show. Nick Bastian was our editor. Thanks to Hayden Taransky, who provided administrative and web support for the program. And last but not least, thanks to you for listening through to the very end of the Church Planting Podcast. If you'd like more information about the show, feel free to visit our website, www.churchplantingpodcast.org. There you can find all of our past episodes as well as notes and links from today's show. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Church Planting Podcast. Thank you.